Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Thanks, Morris. I am Marie, the SLP, and I am joined today by my very good friend, Allison, and I'm so excited that you finally agreed to come on the podcast. <laughs> I know. I'm so busy. <laughs> um, also, you're my first in real life like person on the podcast, so yay! Um, but uh, Allison is my fellow preschool speech pathologist and partner in crime, and I feel like I feel like it's weird to talk about you <laughs> when you're sitting right here. But um, will you just tell us? I know a little bit about you, but will you tell everybody like your what your background is and what got you here? Sure. Um, so when I was in high school, I, like my whole life, I was like, I'm going to be a teacher because my mom's a teacher and that's familiar and I love working with kids. But then when I was in high school, it's when everybody was like kind of getting pink slipped. <laughs> and my mom's like, you should not go into teaching right now. <laughs> and so she's like, you should go look at speech pathology. Mm -hmm. And I had never, ever heard of it. And I was like, I won't be good at it. I'm not a good speaker. Like not great with pronunciation sometimes, <laughs> like, I just don't know. So she convinced me to go observe an SLP, um, and so that was great. I observed Mira. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love her. So she was uh, this genius SLP, <laughs> um, and... So I observed her for a day and just fell in love with it, and I was 17 years old, and so that kind of guided my college choices, and so I went to the University of Redlands mm -hmm. and did my undergrad. I did not get into grad school the first round, and so I took that time to go be a behavioral therapist, which was so incredible, like so many stories. <laughs> um, for anybody who does in-home, like major props to you guys. Um, it's tough, especially yeah. like when you're so young and you're going into yeah. these strangers' homes and you're not given a lot of training. Um, so I learned really quickly um, early intervention, especially like children on the spectrum. And then while I was doing that, I also started working on my slip hours, again, with the fabulous Mira. <laughs> um, and when I was about halfway through my slip internship, I got accepted into Fresno State for my master's. Okay. And so bulldog times two. Um, <laughs> and then after I did my grad school program, I was like, do I stay in Fresno or do I move home? And Mira once again convinced me to come back <laughs> and she would be my supervisor. I love her. And then I did half a year um, in an elementary school. And then Mira was like, we're going to move districts. And so they offered me the preschool position and I've been there ever since. Nice. And then uh, when I started working in the district, I didn't get through my first clinical, my, my clinical fellowship year without you being like, hey, you seem like you like preschool. <laughs> and uh, it was good, though, because you made it, you and our friend Kara Lee made it sound so amazing. Are you saying it's not? <laughs> no, it is. It is. But it was funny because you guys were like, no, like, this is great about our program and this is great. And I was like, I just said yes, and I didn't know. And I've talked about this before on here, but I didn't know it, what like inclusion was. I didn't know because I was coming from elementary school where I had no kids in special day class. I just had like mild mod kids, and so uh, I said yes. Thank thank goodness. But um, you guys did a good job. It's a good sell. Um, <laughs> but I'm so grateful because then it's like now we're friends mm -hmm. and we're like more than speech pathologists. Like together, we're like friends outside of that. Which is super great. Um, yeah. But our preschool program, it's hard to talk about it because we're, like, in this huge transition right now. <laughs> it's all going to look different. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
I wanted, I've talked before with some of the teachers from my program on like the benefits of our inclusion program, Mm -hmm. but I haven't talked with another speech pathologist in Mm -hmm. our program about like really like those benefits of peer modeling and Mm kind of just, I don't know, I wanted us to talk about like our push-in models, our pull-out, like how, and you presented last year to me and had me start doing that three-to-one model, Mm -hmm. which I wanted, kind of want you to talk because you're like more (laughs) of an expert (laughs) So many topics to touch on. I know, there. sorry. It's <laughs> you a lot. It's but, okay. Um, I don't know. I love the inclusion model, mm-hmm. like for a lot of reasons. And one of them's like kind of weird, but I love it because I can go into the classroom and it's like a good reality check of like, yeah. oh, this is why my kid's still on speech. Because after you're like talking to your three year olds for a while, you're like, they're doing amazing. Like they were like nonverbal, and now I can understand like, most of what they're saying yeah. <laughs> in my speech room, and it's great. And then you go into the classroom and you hear the other three-year-olds talking, and you're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, we still have some work to do. This is why the teacher still has concerns. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, it's, like, always a good, like, checking because mm-hmm. I get so wrapped into my speech bubble sometimes of, like, and seeing the progress my kids have made. And then you go into the classroom and you're you start to see like where that gap yeah. is a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and then I also love inclusion because they think I'm the coolest. Like all my gen ed kids right? are like, beach teacher, uh-huh. beach teacher, is it my turn? And like oh. so because my room's like attached to the library, so like they some get to of walk. my classrooms will like do a walk through my speech room at the beginning of the year so the kids like know what they're talking about a little bit more um so that's fun and then yeah so then I started doing this 3-1 model where I was doing three weeks of like pull out therapy and then like once a week I was still in the classroom for the kids whose service minutes were written that way but then once a month I would go in and I would spend like one day in each of my three classrooms um, and I first got comfortable with the push-in model when I was doing my slip of hours because my first half of my hours were in a preschool classroom. Oh, okay. And so, like, she would have me go in and run the centers, and that's when I first learned about, like, Matt and Molly oh. and Mr. Ball and the bunny box, like, all of those, oh. like, things that I use every day. Yeah. Um, and I think I posted a few of those on my blog and my Instagram. Okay, yeah, we'll make sure that <laughs> her blog and Instagram are linked yes. for you guys <laughs> um and I'll continue to share more stuff but yeah. um those are the ones that really pop to my brain right now that's Sounds awkward pop to my brain popped, in, popped into <laughs> your brain it was, you know we have to I have to just tell everybody so you get a good visual right now we are sitting on a floor um because that's true preschool yes just we're feeling it and so we might talk like we're in preschool still and that's okay. Um, give us great. In our natural environment. In our natural right environment. Now. Like the things I say, like things like that, like popped to my brain, like when I'm in a session and I just like roll with it. I'm like, yep, that was normal. <laughs> I, I'm a great model. <laughs> Kids get home and tell their parents, that popped in my brain. No. Parents are like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, okay, they really need speech. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. No, I didn't realize you had done push in, like, and run centers during your slipper because, mm-hmm. or your hours even, right. just like as like an, essentially like an intern, right? Right. So that's like where I first really fell in love with preschool. And so when I was offered the opportunity to go back into preschool, I was like, yep, I'll make that jump. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just love little no. people. I know. <laughs> no, me too. They're so fun. Um, I had a, I was recording a podcast earlier today and I 
was talking about how much I love it. And my guest was like, wow, yeah, preschool is just, there's just so fun. Like Mm -hmm. everybody I talk to when I talk about our program, they're like, I want to do it. And I'm like, you know, I like the SLPs in our district. I'm like, I think in the last few years, we have made it so fun Mm -hmm. to where all the SLP, not all of them, but there's a lot that have an interest now. And it wasn't always like that, I feel like. But I do, I, I think push in is just to me was so challenging and more so just because I had this mental block like I don't know how I'm going to approach teachers I don't know how I'm going to ask them if I can run a center in their classroom um and I don't know how to you know collaborate with them and talk to them about what a child needs and you know be able to check in and make sure it's all going well and stuff like that. I don't want to step on toes and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And you like have inspired me just to be, because you're so good at being assertive and you have so much, um, I don't know, just a, you've always set a great foundation for like, th- this is how our program is and this is what benefits the kids. And so you're good at not, you know, stepping on the teacher's toes, but telling them I need to be able to be in your classroom. <laughs> and so it's helped me because in the last year or well, at the beginning of last year, I started really like hitting hard with all my push in and doing that three to one model. And it was so good. Mm -hmm. Like, and it, like you said, it was so good to just be in the classrooms way more because it gave me that extra perspective of like, you know, Oh, those, those general education kids. Oh yeah. They really are a little bit more intelligible than my Mm -hmm. student. And I can, now I know what goals it would give me. I'd be like, Oh, I know what goals I can write now because I'm paying more attention to the typical um, development, I guess you could say, but yeah, my teachers can't get rid of me. I'm in their classroom all the <laughs> yeah. time. Um, so when I'm in there for that once a week, once a month, so I go into each classroom one day during the week because I have three classrooms, AM and PM. And so all of my students have flashcards. And so, and I train all the A's and teachers <laughs> of like, okay, when the kids come in for table time in the mornings, they're doing flashcards. They're yeah. getting like a quick review, quick drill, even if you can only get through five cards. Like, because I feel like that's really gets the aides and the teachers tuned in to the students' goals and how they should be sounding and how they can be prompting them. Right. So I get a lot more buy-in from the staff when I'm going in and I'll go through with the first day and like model everything. And then I check in later in the month and I'm like, okay, let's see how he's doing. Yeah. And if the kids have, like, got those flashcards, then I take them away and I'll bring new flashcards. Or I'll be like, you know, he's still really struggling here. Let's try prompting him this way. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, like, kind of observe during their carpet time activities and see who needs a little more help today. Yeah. And so maybe I'll help a little bit um, with those transitions or following directions or imitating the gross motor movements while they're doing the songs. And then I'll run my center, which is usually like an interactive story and Mm -hmm. then like a sensory bin. Um, And so that's really fun. And you're working on like some core vocabulary, turn taking, you're seeing how your students are interacting with the other students. And then it gives me a better idea of like what the teachers are going through with my kids too. Right. Because like when I'm working with them, it's like one-on-one, two-to-one. And then when you're in the classroom, you got like four or five kids you're trying to balance. And it's like, okay, yeah. Johnny was really struggling to stay tuned here. And, like, it gives me just a better perspective. Yeah. And, like, I can relate more yeah. to the struggles going on in the classroom. 
Yeah. And it helps me be more mindful of, like, my expectations as well. <laughs> because sometimes I'm just like, well, why are you doing it the same way I am? Like, That's they do true. it in speech. And so it's, like, a good little, like, check-in for me to be yeah. like, nope, like, they have a lot more going on. Like, and I really admire and respect all of my teachers because mm-hmm. they are balancing so much more than we are in our little speech bubble, you know? Like, oh, we yeah. have them for 20 minutes. And, like, in preschool, it's great. They're tantruming in the corner. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to check back in an hour for them. Right. And I'll just switch <laughs> that session around. Like, there's they're there with the kids They all don't day. get to switch. Yeah. Right. Um, and then... You know, when I'm also in the classrooms, like, I'll go observe at recess, and I'll take out the bubbles and, like, show the aides, like, look at how fun we can make Mm -hmm. bubbles and why the bubbles are so cool and the language we can be targeting. Right. Because a lot of times, like, with those really severe kids, you know, they're just kind of hanging out. Like, sometimes their motor disabilities, like, don't allow them to go run around or go up and down the playground. And so, like, the bubbles, like, they can sit in the wheelchair and, like, they can pop bubbles or... yeah. We can, like, just coming up with activities that, like, are more accessible to those kids. Yes. And modeling that. Yeah. And then at SNAP going in and modeling the use of language boards. And that's also what I do with my books is I always have language boards to go with the stories I'm reading. Yeah. So that I can be modeling how to use those language exactly. boards. Exactly. Um, so it's really insightful going in every month and mm-hmm. just getting that check-in with the teachers and the aides and, like, gives them a good opportunity opportunity to be seeing what I'm doing right like I'm seeing what they're doing and it's just a good way for us to all like check in and be on the same page with each other yeah and for the teachers to feel supported too Mm because I feel like my biggest thing you know with starting more push-in services was like how do I how do I come into this classroom and not just be you know and not make the teachers feel like I'm watching them. Like, I'm not. I'm not here to judge them or watch them or try to change the way they're running their classroom. Mm-hmm. I'm here to support them and help them, you know, help them help the students access what they need right. and communicate and everything like that. So I think that's, I know that something like with other SLPs that I've talked to, they're like, yeah, how do you like promote that collaboration or what, like, what do you recommend? Like what tips like for like starting that conversation with teachers? Like, Hey, I want to come into your classroom or I don't know. Um, if you have any like quick (laughs) (laughs) one-liners, I think for me, I've just kind of like set that precedent from like the day I started preschool. I was like in there during the planning week before the students got there. And I was like, so here's what my schedule's looking like. Um, I would really love to come run a center with you guys. Right. Like, um, let me know. Like, here's when I was thinking. How does that work for there you? There you go, yeah. And I just kind of make it sound, like, really amazing because it is really amazing. Yeah. But I also kind of put it in their court a little bit, too, because I don't want to, yes. like, come in and be like, this is how I'm doing it, and this is when I'm doing it, exactly. and la, 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 la. Like, I want it to be a f- collaboration. Yeah. You know? No. I mean, and that's, like, what's. I love about our program, too, is we have those opportunities because going from being an elementary school speech therapist where you have, I don't even know how many teachers to work with, (laughs) but, you know, to our preschool programs where we have maybe three to four sets of teachers, Mm -hmm. three to four classrooms that we're in. Mm -hmm. And so it's really easy to all sit around a table and have a conversation. Um, And that way we can, like, make them feel supported and let them know like, yes, I'm one person, but I am here to help you 
help your students and not make you feel like you're on an island. So yeah, no, I do love that. And another thing that we've worked together on, because you started this, you started this ball too, is those, um, you talked a little bit about it, about like training the aides with mm -hmm. certain strategies and, and the teachers too. And so I've done like three now, little like in-service mm -hmm. trainings with my teachers and the aides, but I know you've done a little bit more. And um, I guess, I don't know, just like, what do you find to be the most beneficial when you're working on those trainings? Like, what do they seem to need the most? Um. Okay, so one thing with our preschool program is we have Mondays. Yeah, like oh, paperwork yeah. and prep and IEPs. <laughs> and point. so I have a captive audience on Mondays yep. so long as we don't have IEP meetings. So I will say like, hey, like once a month, I want to come in on a Monday for like 30 minutes and I want to do a training with your aides. And I'll say, here's what I'm thinking. Let me know like if there's any other topics that you wanted me right. to discuss with your aides. And usually like I'll like kind of plant some <laughs> seeds when I'm like popping in and out, grabbing kids and be like, maybe I can touch on this or like, yeah. or an aide will come and ask me questions and I'll be like, you know what? That's a great idea for me to talk about on Monday more in depth. And so I'll come up with like a quick PowerPoint and like usually a Laura Mize video because <laughs> we love Laura Mize. We do. Um, and I will just kind of do a quick, overview and so I think some of the more powerful ones are like play mm -hmm. and how to play with the kids because a lot of times when they're in the play center or at recess they're just kind of like observing yeah and not really or like they're dictating they're saying like you need to clean up or you need to do this yeah so, and so like teaching them how to facilitate the language yeah and not just like facilitate the language but like engage with the child yeah. and be animated that's the biggest thing that I have <laughs> with my aides and my staff is like being animated yeah. and being the most fun thing in the room. Like I stress that time and time again and it's usually the topic I bring up at the beginning of each school year of right. like you need to be the coolest thing since sliced bread. Like <laughs> that child wants the car, like you need to be more fun than the car yeah. so that they look at you and want to hang out with you. Yeah. Like and so that's probably what I harp on the most. And then, like, using the visuals. But I do find that the visuals, I get through more when, like, I'm modeling the snack boards yeah. and some of that. When it's, like, applicable to that moment. Mm -hmm. Or, like you said, like, the stories and things like that. Right. Um, no, yeah. And I love, you know, because I feel like sometimes the speech pathologist comes in the room. And, again, with, like, the aides or the teachers feel like we're in there just observing everything they're doing. And mm -hmm. just like if we we're coaching a parent, like the parent might feel like, well, I don't want to do something wrong, you know, and it gets intimidating. So I love that, like, we want, we have those Mondays without students to be able to do it. But even if, you know, for other school SLPs out there, like ask your admin for a, a meeting, like a, right. a slot during the meeting where you can like shed some insight onto, well, this strategy would really be, you know, or would really be beneficial if you were out on the playground doing this or that. Right. Um, because they feel so empowered. Right. Like I notice once I do trainings with the aides or the teachers, I'll walk in the classroom the next day and they're like gung ho mm -hmm. trying these things out. They get really, they just feel like, oh, like she just gave me the tools. Like right. I don't have to sit back because I don't think they want to right. necessarily, but they don't really know. Nobody's nobody's teaching or um, coaching on those things, so. 
And I think it's also important, like, as you're walking through the classrooms, like, to go get Johnny or Sally or, and you, like, see an aide, like, working with the kid, like, you're like, I love how you're, like, yeah. at their eye level or I love how you um, simplified your directions and mm-hmm. giving them, like, that positive feedback in the moment and just, like, letting them know that you see that they are trying. Yeah. Um. And just, like, also being very open of, like, man, like, you guys have so much going on and, like, letting – making sure they recognize – that you recognize how much it is going on in the yeah. classroom and that they do have so many students and yeah. how overwhelming it can be. And, like, I know that they're trying to watch five kids at that center and, like, so I know it can be hard to, like, give Johnny the exact prompts that I would want you right. to. But, like, it's okay. Like, I see that you're trying, like, and exactly. I appreciate that. Just the I see you're trying. Just that quick support, mm-hmm. quick celebrating the success, and then you move on, but they feel so validated. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like, she trained me on this, and now she sees me doing this, and she told me. Like, I know she saw me, and and I feel like I can keep doing it. It's motivating. Um, I don't I don't want to anticipate, any like, anything negative here. But I'm, you know, because we're getting ready to go back on a virtual platform. And so all of this is, like, what we're doing when we go back to in-seat. Um, with you know with kids at school but what I what new challenges do you find that you're facing so far with like maybe communication or collaboration this may be premature because we really haven't (laughs) we haven't been in we haven't seen the kids but I know um I foresee scheduling being an issue yeah (laughs) I foresee technology being an issue um like so me like I need to learn a little more about zoom and I want to like try out how to do the green screen and like how to make things interactive and then also um I see a challenge for like my really severely impacted students or my students that are using AAC um you know I was working with their aides usually and training them and so now switching that training to the parents Mm -hmm. um and so really working on my communication with parents to help them feel empowered to work with their child. Um, So I think that's going to be, like, my – I don't want to say challenge, but, like, it it is um, because it's a new skill set. Like, I'm confident in my classrooms and working with my teachers and my aides. I don't have as much interaction with the parents. You know, you see them once, maybe twice a year for an IEP, and so now you – I need to build this quick rapport with the family so that they trust you and understand why you're telling them to do certain things um, with their child to facilitate that communication. I think that's, and I think that's like, as excited as I am about coaching parents and getting to build that rapport, like you said, it's that quick rapport. Like we, especially in the schools, like we go in you know, almost full force, ready to go and get our schedules all set up. And, um, which is another, yeah, another challenge that I'm facing. Cause usually at least I know, you know, okay, well, all these kids are in this AM session and this one and this one. And so I I start to kind of think about at this point in, you know, the year, even though we haven't started, I'm ready to go with like, oh, I think I have an idea. Mm -hmm. Um, or even next week I would be like, oh, I think I have an idea. Well, I already know, by the end of next week, I still probably won't have an idea. And that's a little bit freaky for me <laughs> and my planning issues. Um, but I think that we're going to have to really get pushed out of our comfort zone yeah. and 
I know we're not the only ones doing it, but it's a little bit, uh, it's, it's going to be a little bit interesting. I'm excited though at the same time. Yeah. I, I mean, we're all, we're all in it together and we'll yeah. figure it out. You know, I just like want to make sure that I'm doing the best I can for everybody. Yeah. But make sure my kids are happy. I mean, that's always yeah. my goal in any speech session is like, as long as a kid is smiling, right. <laughs> we're good. Like I'll be animated. So that way, you know, but, I know that they're enjoying that, but it's right. going to be different. But it's also like explaining to the parent, like, you know, like, you know, we're singing a song. Like, why are we singing a song? <laughs> yeah. And like, we're reading a noisy story. It has one word on the page. <laughs> you know? Like, and explaining to the parent, like, why yeah. that's okay. And so I think it's like, you know, in, in our heads, like, we do it so routinely. Like, we know why we're doing right. it. We know the results we're trying to achieve from it. Right. And But being able to verbalize that with the parents. Right. Is something that I need to work on. You know, like, no, it, took, yeah. it takes a while to get the verbiage for IEPs and, like, parent or teacher training right. and all of that. And so now it's just, like, it's new verbiage I need to work on being confident in. Exactly. Um, that kind of, I don't know, makes me jump down to another point I wanted to make sure we talked about. about um, we talk a lot together about the importance of playing and reading and singing with the kids and talking too um and like narrating and stuff like that but um I guess in thinking about okay so if we were to explain to a parent right now like why is play so important why are songs why are books like so important I've done I guess I've done a couple videos on these things but I don't think like I think I've been explaining it to other SLPs which or even like our teachers like they they've had the education, like, they, of what we're talking about. Yeah, they know, like, all that, you know, the, the language development paired with play and all that mm -hmm. stuff. But, oh, yeah, and thinking about how to explain it to a parent, I'm like, yeah, that's going to be different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's a different way to say it, but. And then, yeah, and having them understand to the point where, like, they want to implement it, too. Yeah. You know, like, when I've been exactly. doing, like, summer evals, I've been, like, doing a little parent coaching mm -hmm. of, like, so what visuals are you using? And, like, yeah. how does he communicate that he wants food? And usually it's like, well, he'll just, like, pull my hand and, like, guide me to the kitchen. And then it's kind of a guessing game. And so, yeah. like, explaining, like, oh, well, you could save the boxes of the food. Right. And have the boxes available. And he can bring you the box. Yeah. And then, like, start there. And then yeah. you can cut out those boxes and put magnets on the main picture, stick it on the fridge. Yeah. You know, like, but... Then even going further, I'm like, why that's important? Like, why that's better than just pulling oh, you yeah. and then having to melt down in the kitchen because you haven't guessed the right item yet? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's – and those things, I think you and I, I think we're going to have to do a part two of the podcast and kind of <laughs> – I because I think that's – we're just kind of rambling – not rambling, but we're talking, like, real – like, this is where our heads are at and what we've talked about in the last this couple is, weeks. This is what we do each week. We'll yeah. have a moment and like, <laughs> be like, are you free to talk right now? And we'll call each other on our lunch. Yep. And we'll chat out all of our ideas and frustrations. And, like, I, for me, that's how I process things, though. Like, it's... Me, too. I, I have to talk it out. I've cried on the phone with you. Um, <laughs> I, I re like, last year there was a moment. Just fun fact, you know, for everybody. But there was a moment, I just remember, you know, those things, like, you remember those events where you're like, I remember where I was sitting, I remember the temperature in the room, I remember what I was wearing, like, mm -hmm. 
I was sitting, I was like crying with you on the phone. And then I went and sat on my back counter in my classroom and just sat there by my stuffed animals. Cause that was the only place like you couldn't see me through my window, my door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, like, I don't even know. I don't remember what we were talking about. That's the funny part. It's like, it's so irrelevant now, but I totally remember just talking through like whatever was going on that in that moment. It's probably transition meetings. It probably was. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole Doesn't other thing. Doesn't that feel beast. like forever ago? Doesn't February feel like forever February, ago? Yeah, February feels like three years ago. Yeah. It does. And. And like, because <laughs> like when we went on to shut down, like we didn't like immediately start this teletherapy thing. You know, there was a yeah. lot of uncertainty with the district on like what direction exactly. and what was expected. And so we would go sit in on our teachers' classrooms. But like, this is really the first time where like. Yes. In since beginning of March, that <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, thinking about therapy and seeing kids and what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I'm, like, I have on here on my notes for everybody, just so you know, because, yes, we have notes. Um, it's not in writing. It's not going to happen. <laughs> that's right. We need a shirt. That's right. We need to make that into a shirt. Um, but... that takes me into like talking about teletherapy like since you and I because it's I've talked to other SLPs on social media stuff and all of them have done it like I feel like I'm you and I are here like yeah we've not done this really (laughs) um we we got a little bit lucky and kind of hoped we were going back to normal (laughs) and so well Allison I'll ask you first and then I'll answer but what are you hoping to get or what are you hoping to accomplish through like the teletherapy model I am hoping to one just get more confident with yeah. technology, you know, I didn't really use it at all yeah. in my sessions unless the child had an AAC device, like, yeah, I'm just, like, very much on the kids get enough screen time at home, like, they yes. don't need it with me, like, I am so fun, they right? don't even need it, um, and so I'm hoping to just, like, find fun ways that to make some of, like, the boom cards and the interactive PDFs, yeah. like, work for me. And then, and the green screens, I'm very excited about. I know you are. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, I'm also excited to build the rapport with parents, you know, because usually it's like, because we don't even do the initial assessments, right? Right. And so they show up a year later and you're like, oh, so nice to meet you. Your child makes so much more sense now. Like, yeah. So. Yeah. No, I think that's, and that's kind of me too, like. I definitely, I feel okay with the technology. I spent the summer really technolo- technology heavy, I guess. I don't know. But parent the parent uh, involvement piece mm-hmm. and like, and just having those connections with the parents kind of from the get-go is mm-hmm. going to be, I think, a huge plus um, to making those parents feel involved in their, in their child's speech and language development. Not that they're, they don't feel involved, but just with that I think the school-based side of it, because sometimes I forget, like, they probably, if the kid has outside speech therapy, maybe they are getting that. Maybe they're going into those Mm -hmm. private sessions. Maybe they aren't, but sometimes I feel like, oh, but I want the parents here all the time or whatever. And I'm, Mm -hmm. and I'm always like, well, they, they probably have a resource, you know, or if they ask me questions, of course, they're welcome to or something like that. But I am excited to get to make those connections. So, so I'm going to, Save it. Save that excitement as we go for. Yeah, maybe in like two months, do a check in and be like, I think so. so. I, that's, no, how many I'm bottles like, of wine have you gone 
We should, we should, we should have like a specific cork. We should yes. each have a cork container at our houses and then bring them together and count. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, no, I think we should definitely do like a check-in in at least a mm-hmm. month or so and just be like, okay, so this is how we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're either doggy paddling or drowning. <laughs> one or... is, one is pulling the other out of the water. <laughs> I or have just a feeling. like smooth sailing. Yeah. You know, we don't know. So. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Yay! We did it. And thank you all for listening. All of Allison's uh, Instagram and website information is in the podcast notes. So they're just a click away as well as my Instagram and my website information. So you can find us. Also, we always will recommend that you go find Laura Mai's videos on YouTube. (laughs) If you're looking for some more uh, speech and language, especially for those preschoolers, some more just, you know, inspiration. Another great one that we love uh, is Jenna Rayburn. So I just wanted to shout them out because Allison got me hooked on those two ladies a couple years ago and they're great. No going back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye-bye.